One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Now today we have a brother and sister duo who have gone from zero to multiple seven figures in a nutrition company, Naked Harvest, inside two years. It's an incredible story. Georgie, Cooper, welcome to the podcast. We're excited to be here. Hey, Frankie. I don't, I don't think Cooper's too excited. <laughs> he's, looking at, he's looking at me like, mate, make this quick. Like, <laughs> so this is one of Cooper's first podcasts. So yeah, we, we, where's me? I could talk underwater. We, so. we, we, we're, we're popping. I've had one, but it was with you at your house and... Yeah, very yeah. Cash. We can cut and, and yeah, and I've heard that I've heard that Georgie's equipment isn't as good as mine. No, it's really so, not. So, so we've got to up that. Now. So, so now, now you're in the pro game. Welcome to the ranks. So, guys, like, let's. Um, I think the best place for us to start is kind of to to cover off Georgie's like starting journey because obviously you you're obviously more of the public face of the brand and and everything that's going on. But you obviously rose through the influencer scene and got all got all that started. So, give me a bit of a background and the audience a bit of a background on your journey and that. Yeah, sure. First of all, I just want to say... Yeah, go for it. <laughs> fixing my mic. Yeah. First of all, I just want to say Cooper would hate that you wanted to start with me because as any sibling, there's a bit of... I'm very used to it. <laughs> See, off it. <laughs> He's off it. Um. We, we have to start with you because we got told before we started, if we didn't start with you, that we were both in trouble. No, I think we got told <laughs> that I was more important now. Yeah, yeah so I, uh, I started influencing as we call it these days, probably like seven or eight years ago. And my account really kind of took off and went viral, which can't really happen these days, but it was with a before and after fitness photo. So I was really into, I'd done the whole, started university straight away, turned 18, was drinking a lot, eating a lot, and, um, you know, had gained about 10 kilos and then went on this journey to lose it and was documenting it on Instagram. And it was really early days when not a lot of people were doing that. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of got in there, um, you know, early and my before and after was shared a lot and my account really grew from there and I really was the fitness and health angle. So while I was doing that, I was also doing my law degree. Yeah. And so I really was like doing this whole juggling act with doing my law degree, also working, and then, uh, you know, having my social media, which I, you know, did for six years. So how quick did it blow up then? Because are you talking it went from like zero to like 300K like overnight or did it? Oh, no. Give us a give us a Yeah, I shouldn't. Yeah, so probably... It And when I said it blew up, like it was, I think the before and after photo took me from around 5,000 to like 30K, which is a huge growth, but it's something that could happen back in the day was I feel like now you can't have that sort of viral growth. I think it's a lot harder. Yeah. Um, I think the platforms you can have it on is like platforms like TikTok. Yes. Like they, yeah. they can blow up, can't mm-hmm. they? But every, yeah. every other platform is like, it's a bit slow. Yeah. Now, yeah. Nowadays. So, and then from there, um, I just grew it and kept going. So I think from that initial blow up, it was very steady and it was very me working on it as, you know, my side hustle. And it took years and years before I could even, you know, use it to make money or anything like that. But I was just very passionate about the health and fitness and kind of got in at a good time. 
Yes, yeah, so it's it's a similar trajectory to what happened to Tammy Hembra when when she had like, uh, that baby, and then yes. obviously she could she obviously put her fitness journey on bringing her body back. That's that's the kind of similar journey you had, but obviously it was weight loss for you. Yes, yeah. So whilst all this was going on, what what were you doing, Cooper? <laughs> I was plumbing with my dad and my two brothers. So yeah. we've got our two that's, older that's, brothers, and, that's, and, that's the fam- and that's the family business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad's been working for he worked for thirty plus years and. It was just the easiest thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 you do get dra- I mean, I, I started like, out life as a carpenter and joiner by mm. trade. So I I get the whole trade mentality, get a trade, do this, you know, do that, buy a house, settle just down. It's built into us. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You, you kind of, you kind of, as a lad, you don't know what to do, do you, when you kind of yep. leave? So you kind of just do that. I left in grade 10, so I yeah, definitely Cooper hated school. school. <laughs> did, did, was there any, like, was there ever any, like, sibling rivalry? When you when you saw when you saw Georgie like um, blowing up and stuff, did you kind of think, oh, that's a bit of a fad, that's not going to last, or did you think, did you think, oh, that's that's something she's going to monetize down the track? Nah, we more me and my brothers would just say mean things in a nice way to her and just <laughs> yeah. say that. And also, they were very she's like cheating life. <laughs> don't. <laughs> but also, you guys were really like, don't put any sexual content on there, and we're like yeah, really yeah. weird. I about actually that. didn't follow you for. Yeah, Cooper's like, I can't stand the bikini pics. But did, yeah. did, did, I bet Cooper capitalized when he started yeah, to see that's, you hanging out. That's hanging interesting now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I, I saw bet, it, I, I took it. I, 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 I bet he capitalized on the, on the kind of um, other influencer environment that you had. Well, to be honest, how me and Cooper really started getting in talks with everything with Naked Harvest, like way, way before we started Naked Harvest, was me and Cooper were chatting on the phone and we were chatting about what we were doing and he heard... That was on my commute to yeah. Brisbane. So uh, Cooper had moved to the Gold Coast, so he mm. had this hour commute. And so we used to chat on the phone a lot and because I had just quit my law job and was doing the social media thing full time... Um, yeah, I didn't get to see you much, and then I think it was my son's birthday, and you missed it, and I think you felt so. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is this is not a family disagreement podcast, all right? That is a totally different podcast. Uh, but no, but we she were, felt bad, and we were talking on the phone. Yeah, we were talking, and, and then we were, we were ch- gaining stuff. Off yeah, each other. and we were also. I think it was the first time that Cooper saw that what I was doing was almost serious yeah um and we started talking about it a lot and then also i got cooper into like stuff like podcasts and audiobooks and so like more like getting getting this personal development up to stop so stop thinking about being in a job and start to think about being a business owner some having a brand that kind of stuff i remember just saying to him you should use the hour commute to your advantage listen to a podcast (laughs) listen to an audiobook um you know it might spark something turn your car into a university yeah and he literally did yeah, like the first week, I listened to one book. Um, it was called How, How to Be a Badass at Making Money. By Jen Sincero. Yeah, I've, yeah. Li- I've read that book. Yeah. The little yellow book, but obviously you didn't know the colour of it because it was on a pod- podcast, but yeah, carry on. Yeah, yeah, I listened to that and then that was, I smashed it in like Couple of three days, days or something. Yeah. And I, and I said to Cooper, listen to it and then come back to me in a couple of months. Let's chat. And it was literally three days. And he came back and he was like, oh, my God, my life's changed. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 well, that just opened my eyes up to wanting to do something. Like there's more to life than what I was doing. Like yeah. I wasn't enjoying it. And, and yeah, it was looking for something different i find it interesting how like you 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 went down the typical lad route of like doing a trade and you were 
you were practicing as a were you fully qualified as a lawyer? Yeah, at this family point? lawyer. As a family, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, so I did family law. <laughs> that was great. No, I did actually really enjoy. It, it was kind of weird because throughout my degree, I would also work in law firms, and it's kind of weird because I just kept picking up jobs, like not aiming for family law, but in family law. So it's almost like I fell into it. And as a grad, like anyone would know, you kind of take whatever you can get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was working in family law and yeah, fully qualified, did six years of study, did my PLT, did all that, was working in it. Um, yeah. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is not for me. But, but <laughs> c- when you're doing the family law, obviously you were starting at this point to get some of the influencer posts and stuff like yeah. through, through that time while you were at the law firm. Yeah. Yeah. So how was that affecting your job? Like in terms of. To, did they have an? They must have had an opinion on it. So really funny when my boss, my like the last place I worked, when he hired me, and I was there for I think two or three years, he actually called me when he was out to hire me, and he goes, "I think I had I, I do remember it was 170k followers," and he goes, and he was kind of young, like he was a partner, but he I think he was like 32, so a very young partner, and he was like you know, we do social media checks on all our employees. And then he said, 170K, that's a lot of eyes on you. And then I was like, oh, he's found my Instagram. (laughs) And then um, he basically said, look, I see it's, you know, really health and fitness. I see you have an outlet, you know, like a side hustle. You're doing your thing. We are so happy for that. We love our employees to, you know, have that sort of side thing. Um, Just please keep in mind that, you know, clients you know other partners may be able to see your content so just make sure it's appropriate just yeah yeah and like he had seen my content and knew it was like health and fitness based so he was fine with it so we had that conversation right at the start which I thought was kind of yeah very kind of big of him and just it was good to just know from the start they had eyes on my social media they'd done a check and just to be very conscious of it did did you think then Obviously, at that point, you think, okay, I'm not going to be in this job for long. No, because literally up until six months that I left my job, I was so set on just being a lawyer and that was it. I remember I had... I remember going to a family dinner. Yeah, so many people were like, you can really take, you know, Instagram to the next level, like make all this money. And I was like, no, I'm being a lawyer. Like I was so set on it. And then also I remember... my dad? I think it was Josh. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then I remember my colleagues being like, yeah, like you can, <laughs> they're like, fuck law, like go, go, yeah. go and do your thing. And I know I was in this like tunnel vision where I was like, I think because for so long social media wasn't a proper job and it was almost this ego thing of, no, I've done six years. I'm going to get this well-respected Some cost job. Fallacy. Yeah. And I had never allowed my mind to go to a place where it was possible. I had never even allowed it. So I had never, I guess, yeah, established that. And so literally only until six months before I left, um, I started thinking about it before that I was so set on being a lawyer. It, it's amazing though how your mind can just be shifted if you listen to the right things and the right people. Like you listen to that audio book, Cooper, mm. on the way to on the way to Brisbane, you know, doing some plumbing, and you've mine was uh, mine was podcasts and audio books too, and they were podcasts that I guess gave me, like Cooper, these kind of <coughs> ideas of um, you don't have to stick to the status 
quote, you can like think outside the box. Yeah, you outside don't, it, yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to do university. Like like we were talking about before, go in this sort of thing is you can act. And I think also... They're the podcasts I liked. I like the ones of people interviewing other people what their who stories had, were. Yeah. Like so you, this, 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 is, this is why I love this. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's, this, this, is, this is the juice, you know, you get to hear about, you know, because a, a lot of people will look at you and what you've achieved on social media and what you've achieved but to get collectively as a brand mm. and they'll think, that's great, like I could never do that but like, you have to start somewhere. You mm. have to. You can't. It doesn't just get built in a day. And this no. is. And this is. Yeah. This is the kind and of thing that people get to understand. I think also, like growing <laughs> up, our childhood, it was very much the safe option. It wasn't dream big yeah. and go follow your passions and be an artist. It was no get a job that makes you money yeah. that supports your family. Plumbing. That, that you know is going to be stable yeah. and you don't have to enjoy it. That's a fantasy. That's what we were kind of taught growing up. So that's why I was in that mindset. And it was interesting because you saying that and I, and obviously I know you both got English parents <laughs> and that is a very English mentality. Yes. Mm. So I come over when I came over here and I saw how abundant it was and how everyone's entrepreneurial and it just blew my mind because my whole life in England was I was taught the same thing like get a job get a trade go to work earn money save your money buy a house get a nice wife settle down mm. and there's nothing wrong with that but there's more, there there is a there is there is other opportunities out there clearly mm. that you can take and other options and people just don't a lot more yeah, a lot yeah. more. Yeah, right. But but unless someone opens your mind to the yeah. opportunities, you can't. You can't. Sometimes you can't see it because you're exactly. you're indoctrinated into that family way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. And that I was remember Dad always saying to me, "There's no other job that will make more money than plumbing." <laughs> don't, even, <laughs> don't even bother. Is, is, I remember that. Is yeah. that what he said to you? Yeah. Like a very kind of. I I don't want to say limited because also we are so much to our parents. Like we have such an amazing upbringing and such an amazing work ethic and mindset. But also, yeah, I think as naturally it was kind of this like limited kind of put yourself in a box. And if you're smart enough to be a lawyer, you should obviously be a lawyer. Sort of, yeah, you know, thing. yeah. Yeah, like and to them, they rose a lot higher than their parents. So yeah, they really came them, from a very poor background. What we're doing, yeah, yeah you're, so you're going to elevate it, and your you know your families step. and your kids will do will elevate what you do, and mm. that and yeah. that, that's it. So you can understand their mindset because they can only see from here to here. Yeah, whereas we started here, so it's kind mm. of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, being born in an age where there's like a smartphone and you can make money on your phone, it's like, it's, it's, it's mad compared to what, what they had. So you can understand what, what, what they're going yeah. through. I remember dad saying that he would have to print out his job sheets and that's it. Like he would go and do those jobs, but then we'd yeah. come back and he would have the fax machine <laughs> given more jobs for the next day. Yeah. So that was it. Like it wasn't yeah. get a call. <laughs> yeah, when, 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 even when I was in England, I was doing English heritage work. And I'm telling you now, I was still getting job sheets back in 2014. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So, like, that's that's how that's how yeah. the, that's how the world's changed. Mm. Like now, now I see all these tradesmen going around with iPads and mm. they're getting and they're getting like their plumbing oh, job. And, so good, yes. Yeah, and it's like they're getting a plumbing job on the iPad, and then it, it takes and tells when the press complete and it emails a client and texts the client and yeah. and like, even marketing opportunities. Yeah. And that sort of side of things is just yeah. Huge it's just it's just vast. So then, obviously, you've you've obviously accentuated th- through that. Cooper's come. C- Cooper, give us a bit more information. And obviously, you 
you didn't just listen to one book and it and and it's, you listened to obviously a lot of content and obviously then you reached out to her and and, and obviously said let's do something. It was literally one book. Was it, was it literally? <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. It was one book and then it was another one and then so but then I went podcast. to podcast yeah. and I did that for probably four months or something. But then, like, I didn't want to piggyback off Georgia and I didn't want to say George let's do this together or yeah. like I didn't I didn't ask her like I wanted her to want to be partners with me typical yeah, yeah, male yeah. so like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're stubborn I wanted her to want me yeah. well I didn't oh. want to come off with because then because you were getting like a lot of people wanting to do stuff with yeah. you with all the other companies and yeah. I didn't want to be that person Sometimes I wanted it to be I, yeah I felt a bit like used I don't, yeah, 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 and even Josh, our other brother, he come to you, wanted to do something to you, but it was funny because we were already, we had like six months of um, doing naked office. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Josh wanted to, but yeah, I wanted, yeah, I wanted Georgia to want to be partners with me because I wanted to show that. But I also, had that passion at this time, me and Cooper, <coughs> like we were always always close growing up because we have two older mm. brothers who are closer in age and then me and Cooper are closer in age and yeah. I'm the youngest. Um, so we always were kind of closer growing up because we'd go on the family holidays when the boys were like older and that sort of scenario. And then, you know, once you turn like kind of like 18, you go through your early 20s stage. It's almost like we didn't fall out because it's not like there was any disagreements or anything like that, but we uh. just didn't see each other as much because I was living in the city. He was yeah. back where we used to live. Um, and then when yeah, he moved and he almost had that time um, where he was commuting. And because I wasn't working a normal job, I had time to, you know, chat on the phone too. And I also just really enjoyed it because for me, I was – I the last couple of years before I left my corporate job, I got heavily into personal development and I found that not many other people were. And it can kind of be a bit lonely when you're like having all these ideas and these like epiphanies and you're feeling like limitless and all these things you've got no one to talk to. And so it was really nice to have Cooper because he started to get in that mindset and go on his own journey with personal development. Yeah. So it was yeah. really cool to kind of bounce, so you could off, bounce each off each other. The thing about personal development that, that, that a lot of people kind of get wrong with it is the fact that it's not just about listening to the books and consuming the content. It's about taking action upon what you hear. And, and huge it's, people are, there's not enough people taking the action. Like mm, if you really want to change your life, a, a lot, a lot of tradesmen um, will message me on Instagram and be like, Frankie, how can I get out of trading into an online business? And I'm like, it doesn't just happen like that. The first thing I did was I learned to sell. And I did sales and then I had to learn how to market so I could get clients so I could sell stuff to. And then I set up an online business. It wasn't, you don't just go, in my opinion, you don't just go from being a tradesman to having a fully flown brand online. I mean, if you'd tried to do that on your own without your sister's help, I think that's, that is something really hard to mm. do because you, you need these different, you need the sales and marketing side of things to be able to get the thing rolling. It would have taken a lot longer. A lot was longer. Because like, that question would come up and... It it would just it would still happen because if you have that right mentality and that passion, it would just happen at a lot slower pace. But 
But also, Cooper, you were very, <clears throat> if anything, Cooper was the driver in the way of taking action and like, yeah. let's do this. I and Naked I Harvest to. was, you know, technically a side hustle for a good year and a half before we launched it, where he was working full time as a plumber. I was still, you know, it was, you know, a side thing for me. I was doing my own thing and we had to create time. Like, obviously, it wasn't paid. We weren't making any money, but you really had to put in the action and put in the time and energy so who came up with the concept of naked harvest and what was kind of the meaning that you put around it for youtube because i know there's i know there's like a there's a personal health story with that that comes with you setting up a supplement brand you haven't just gone okay we need a business idea let's pull a supplement brand out mm. of the sky you've you've had, there's something in that so g- give me yeah. a little bit of an insight um well me and cooper have both ex- <laughs> sensitive little sallies Um, so me and Cooper have both experienced like health issues in the way of me personally it was hormone imbalances that I was you know seeing a naturopath and I had to go gluten-free and dairy-free and all these things where I had to be so conscious about what I was putting in my body and Cooper was the same with are you dairy yeah Yeah, dairy intolerant gluten-free really dairy intolerant sensitive stomach anything And um, so we both were kind of going also on this health journey. And this was kind of before it was like a fad thing to do because I know it's, you know, all the range where you're doing those things. But I was almost – we're both kind of having to learn it um, before it was like a trend, if that makes sense. So you mean what? learn the health side of things? Well, learn what things have gluten in them, what products. Uh, um, And even from the side of supplements, it was very hard because um, I feel like supplements are very tailored to bodybuilding and males and this certain group of – Yeah, hardcore. And it's like – for us, it was, uh, you know, we need a gluten-free option, a vegan option, and these sorts of things. And we just really saw a gap in the market where it wasn't being filled. At, at the time, weren't you sponsored by a supplement company? I mean, we don't have to mention any names. On yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to do that. But weren't you sponsored by a supplement company and then you found out certain things within the supplement that you didn't know were in the supplement? affected you yeah and that was kind of that was kind of a, a trigger as well as to like okay I can't I can't even trust what's on the label of some of these yeah supplements. yeah you know so I mean? uh, yeah I had this big sponsor and I was obsessed like I was like it tastes so good it's sugar free and vegan and all these things and then we had a friend in the industry who had a different supplement country company sorry who tested it and found out there was actually there was actually traces of dairy when it's vegan. Um, there was traces of sugar when it's supposed to be refined sugar. And I think it was the first time that I realized that I'm, I guess I was just devastated because I pushed this out to my community. My community is so important to me. And then I felt like, a, I can't believe this goes unchecked. I can't believe this is on the packaging and that company is not honest enough that it, you know, is selling this thing. And I remember talking to Cooper being like completely like, how can they do this? And then I looked into like regulations and there's no, there's not strict it's such regulation. such a grey area. Oh Very my gray. God. Such a grey <laughs> yeah. area. And then Cooper, that Cooper definitely had the idea where he was like, um, the whole thing with supplements. And to be completely honest, when he was like, why don't you, you know, why don't we do our own thing? I was like, What? do our own thing like he's definitely the pusher with the idea at the start so then was it was it 
<laughs> who came up? Who came up with like the name and and, and Mel? Uh, who? <laughs> Weapon. Yeah. So <laughs> from weapon. the start, I had a girl working for me personally that helped with like my personal side of things, Mel. And um, so it was us three from the very start. And she's got a marketing degree in communications. And we we're laughing because in another podcast we were talking about the name. They're like, who came up with the name? We're like, Mel did, not us. Mel brought all the all the, the names pieces she, together. Yeah. So yeah. She, no, she literally had two lists of all these different things and we knew we wanted it to have a natural feel. Mm. We knew we wanted it to encompass, you know, the brand values. Um, and yeah, we kind of like picked off this list and it, yeah, it's just funny to us. <laughs> just buzzed up. So was it so, something, so who had the deciding factor on the name? Was it, was it you, Cooper? Oh, I liked Naked. <laughs> so <laughs> he's very, a raw name. In it. So you just thought, Naked Harvest it is, you know? Yeah. And then the, we had like a bunch of, names for the second part and then harvest and it fit really well and it it's yeah, in line yes, and yeah. it just sounded good yeah and that's no. what we're about but like cooper had the original so our first product was pre-workout yeah yeah, yeah. and cooper had this original idea where he came to me and he said i want to do this pre-workout i want to do a fizzy <laughs> pre-workout make it different and then i was like a bit cut and i was like well we're obviously doing it together like <laughs> Yeah, I remember because I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to see if I can produce it. I've got, I've done my research and I'm I've like. Listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, you're like, why don't we do it together? I'm like. And you was like, oh, yeah. I, I was trying to tee that yeah. up. No, but, literally like, it was I like. Actually it actually didn't. Was re- I wanted to do it by reserve, myself. Reverse psychology, 100%. Because uh, I was like. It worked out <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> it worked out good for you. But. So, wait, when, so obviously. Did you just go and launch a pre-workout and that was your first product on, on the website and everything like that? Did you just go straight in for a pre-workout yeah, or did you, did you, la- did you launch like our, a series of products? No, that was we, our favourite. Yeah. Like everything comes from what we would do, what we like. What we wanted in yeah. the industry. How do, you, how do you go about formulating a, a vegan, non-toxic, non non-filled pre-workout in today's age though? Because that, that is hard. Google. <laughs> that, is, that is difficult because I look at... <laughs> I, I take pre-workout. I love pre-workout. I'm a bit of a pre-workout junkie. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. We so, should have brought you some pre-workout. So pre- yeah, you should. <laughs> I didn't even think I mean, of that. I got you champagne. I know. Well, we, we will send you some. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But anyway, like, th- th- you know, I love pre-workout. But like when I read what's on the back of it, like NOS Docs 365, like, do you know what I mean? Like some crazy chemicals. Well, it always starts all the ones back in the day where they were taking them off yeah. The market because they yeah, used to, but yeah. like when you read it, the names on the back and it was like methyl yeah, like basically like meth had <laughs> meth at the start, but it like wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a drug no, but it's yeah yeah, yeah. There, it's another f- yeah. there was this pre workout that we when I was in the boxing gym years ago and I was like eighteen. We were all on this pre-workout called Jack 3D. Oh, yeah. And literally, <laughs> literally, there was kids getting knocked out, right? Because I, I can't remember what it was. One molecule away from yes. from, from, from uh, speed yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Dexiamphetamine. Honestly, it's one molecule away. So it's like literally like the slightest difference. Well, none of us knew. So we were taking three scoops of this. Mm. Honestly, you've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I, I I saw lads that were just naturally good, and they were knocking people clean out because it was just this this, <laughs> this, 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 this stuff was just like it was like you're flying. In fact, it was that good. 
I bought a whole tub and took it to Ibiza because I didn't drink, right, or nothing. I was in Ibiza, I was in amnesia, and I remember just getting this thing out of my bag. I just t- tipped in two, two scoops of Jack 3D, and I'll tell you now, I outdanced everyone. Like, that's, that, that stuff was... Sweating. 3D much on drugs. That, that, that stuff was wild. You need yeah. to formulate that. But this, so this is our whole thing. And, like, for example, um, like, my husband back in the day was a huge gym girl. So he'd bring home this pre-workout. I would try it. And also, mm. I'm someone who naturally gets um, anxiety. So, any product like that brings on anxiety. It, you know, any caffeine, anything with stimulants would bring on anxiety. Is that a proven thing then? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I was, I just thought I was a meme. Like, that, <laughs> no. It, it, well, if you think about it, so it's all about your nervous system. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, any sort of synthetic, like, so, you know, if you have too many coffees, you start shaking. It yeah. It starts yeah, fucking yeah. with your nervous yeah. system. So, if you have synthetic stimulants, um, they just, yeah, they're just not good. And they um, make you rattle like you're. Like yeah. you're on that meth that you're talking I'm about. I'm obviously not a scientist, but, <laughs> <laughs> but basically I would have this pre-workout and it would make me feel sick. I'd feel anxious. It just was not good. It was not worth it for me. And that was also a huge thing as we noticed on their market. Like there was no pre-workouts that were really taking into consideration that person who didn't want to feel like that, who didn't want the synthetic stimulants, who didn't want that stress on their nervous system, who wanted like that kick to feel that energy and that buzz but not overdo it if that makes sense and not have a crash so how do you, the crash so, that's yeah, that, the biggest the, thing yeah the crash the crash taken is, like Jack 3D back in the day yeah like did I you, liked it did you did you have I one? Had, yeah. yeah you did I've been yeah yeah there was a lot of other ones and yeah <laughs> mate that, that stuff was legendary yeah, honestly it was like on the news I would buy, honestly even though I know what's in it now I'd still buy it because it is that good. I've never had How a... Dare you? you are not our target market. I've never had a high like it. Mm. You know, like when you... It's like I was, uh, it's like, it's like you, I was in the Matrix. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? It's le- le- legit. But no. But definitely don't buy that, Jack 3D. The crash. Like yeah, I would the, go yeah. home and then I would not feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as mentally not feel good yeah. and... That was a big thing. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was a big thing for us. So how did so so when you start formulating something like this, talk me through the process of like from start to finish how you formulate a pre workout or any product in in a supplement mm. company because to do the kind of things that you're doing and to try and do it all clean, you have to know every element of every process to be able to make sure yeah. it is exactly what it says on the tin at the end of it. How do yeah. how do you go through that? Well, first of all, we're not scientists or any yeah. we don't have any yeah. degrees yeah. so we would have to research a lot we would have to look at stuff that has been tested yeah, yeah. that was thing. a huge thing making sure it was within the regulations like yeah that ingredient on total war would not be within the regulations oh total war yeah i've tried that i tried yeah. that recently oh i was i was actually yeah i was meant to say the other one but anyway um but so we like cooper said we're not you know professionals we obviously know what we want we wanted to, we knew what we wanted to bring to market but you, but you obviously but outsource would, that to someone who we would formulates work with it, yeah. food technicians yeah, yeah. um so and your really food techs you have to trust 
the them. food tech. Yeah. Like yeah. they have to have. And we made sure we found really reputable, reputable, well, uh, food techs yeah. who stick by the regulations, who understand the whole concept and a huge thing. So for example, let's explain Cooper, like our moon milk. So our moon milk is a sleep product that tastes like hot chocolate that helps you sleep. It's all natural. So you're not going to get groggy. It tastes delicious. It's also like gluten-free, dairy-free, you know, vegan, all that sort of thing. So basically we went to our food techs and I remember saying, you know, I want something where you can sit and watch Netflix, something that tastes sweet. And I said, you know, every girl after dinner, we're not actually hungry, but we want something sweet. So we thought a hot chocolate. So we're like, we want to make a hot chocolate, but we want um, the ingredients to be all natural. We say exactly what we want from them. And then we explain the effects that we, you know, you want to garner from that. Yeah. 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 And then they come back to us with a list of ingredients um, in a bit of a process. We then still go back and research and go into it. And then we it's like this collaborative sort we of do process. We give them the core in- ingredients to go off that. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. the stuff like we wanted to we use ashwagandha, uh, passion flower, like passion certain flower, stuff magnesium. that I had taken before that we knew yeah. worked. Um, and then, yeah, we'll go back and forth. And then from there, it's taste testing and you know, using product. Remember when we first had moon milk and we both <laughs> came to together the next day and we're like, did it knock you out? Cooper's like, it fucking knocked me out. <laughs> and we were really weird. Yeah, like, we were like shocked. You have it and then you're like sitting on the couch. And you're so you've relaxed. You've had the last sip and you just sit there and you're like, and you start sinking in the couch and you're like, God, I gotta go to bed. And you're like, I gotta get up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, yeah, we were almost shocked, and we like kept our, our food tech. We're like, this is all natural, right? And yeah, so we will try the product. We will go back and forth. We'll we also get um, our team to try it. We go mm. through, you know, flavors. Um, so it's really this collaborative process. So you do have to have a great relationship with your food techs. You've got to know that you know they're you've sourcing. You've got to know that what you what, you know that they're gonna back you and what's going in the exactly. product. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you like we said you want them to be reputable so you know you're sticking to the regulations you know what's in it and yeah well you don't have to go to the regulations but they're up front with what they should be like yeah, yeah. And that's we, what we, we always like, want to do that they say you can put you whatever you want on it and then really? so we, we within reason don't say that yeah <laughs> Yeah, obviously because not. You obviously have to not. Show not, not you have obviously to show not. Obviously, obviously you're not doing that as a business, but other yeah. businesses could do that. A hundred and ten percent. That's what. That's because so, the supplement industry in the is a dark industry. It's so grey. Yeah, it is yeah, yeah. so grey, yeah. and no one gets pulled up. There's, no, there's. They are getting a little bit better now. They're bringing um, TGA mm. in, and but it hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't. I don't really know what's happened with that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. anyway, but you, I suppose even though they did bring the TGA in, like which is like obviously a regulatory body, right? Even though they brought in a regulatory regulatory body, they can regulatory bodies are full of people that can get paid off anyway. Like, do you know what I mean? Because it's <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've seen this no in comment. I've, <laughs> I've seen this in boxing, so you know it yeah. happens. But mm. m- moving on from that, like so, when, so you once you'd formulate this this first pre workout and you put it on sale um, on the website, and you obviously you you promoted it initially through social media yourself or did you have other influencers promoting it as well when you launched it? I'm trying to think. It was only two years ago. Was it just you? So at the start, we... uh, No, so our very... 
So our very first launching campaign, what we did for the campaign is we got um, four other females involved who, because our whole target market for Naked Harvest is lifestyle. It's the every go gym goer. It's, you know, people who just want to feel healthy and they want to feel good. So it is a, is, 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 is a male and a female type product. And it's not just, it's not just unisex. associated. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's definitely, definitely unisex. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, our branding is very more towards females because <laughs> that's just what we did at the start. Um, but yeah, definitely at the start, we probably just used um, my community and then. In within saying that, I reckon within a couple of weeks, we started with influencing marketing because of my background, knowing that it works. Um, it's obviously something I believe in. And so, yeah, we definitely started with influencing marketing quite soon. Hey. Yeah, definitely branched out. Like you can see it in the business, like the sales had this big spike at the start, but then you got to get new people. So yeah, yeah. you can't just rely on... Yeah, following. So you, we have to outsource. And do you think? And do you think that's the best way for most businesses now to grow in terms of like just use influencer marketing? Is that your best ROI? Um, no. So we also do Facebook. We do EDM. Um, we do lots. And that's we've always said we're not just going to put all our eggs in one basket. Even though we know influencing, sorry, influencer marketing works. <laughs> um, it's not the be all and end all sort of it's thing. Pretty hard. Like it's a. Definitely the hardest one to is, do. Is it? Is it hard though to find like? No, it's not. <laughs> no? It, well, it takes a couple people. Yeah. Tr- well, I like, think with, for example, Facebook, it's more like math. Like you get an yeah. ROI, and yeah, it's, it's, it's very all, yeah. technical. Structure. Whereas influencing is like we've definitely been through a couple of influences where we've paid the money and there was no return. Or yeah. So there's it's a lot of ups. yeah. So so how do you know that the this is interesting. So how do how do you know an influencer's A like got real followers and B got real engagement with what's go with what's gone on in today's today today's day and age, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, a huge thing for us, obviously because I'm in the industry, I also had a lot of friends where like not f- friends friends but like people I knew of who I knew you know did well if that makes sense who have the engagement there but if we're talking about other people who we completely didn't know it would be a thing of checking their engagement (coughs) I know our market social media marketing team will like literally go through comments make sure there's no bots um, really looking into someone and also a huge thing for us is not just you know do they have a good engagement rate do they have a lot of followers is do they align with the brand? Yeah. Are we yeah, going same. to feel, um, you know, are we going to feel really good about them promoting our products? Is it going to look um, natural? Is it going to look authentic? Like that's such a huge thing. Not just picking random influencers because they have a lot of followers, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Not just the looks, like the nitty gritty bits of Yeah, the like they, are they portraying a good the message? Not just show, it's... Are yeah. they uh, yeah down to earth? And- yeah, and what kind of images are they using, and how are they portraying their lifestyle? Yeah. It's because that, that's obviously important. Because you're you're more of a family friendly type yeah. brand, so you're not going to just put it on someone who's in a what in like wild bikinis in every photo because it's not really your market, is it? No. 
Yeah, and we're we're a li- like we're a health lifestyle brand, so that's we go after influencers. And a huge thing for us, for example, is we have a policy where we send them the product, we make them try it for at least a month, and then after that, we will like you know lock in certain stuff. But if they actually genuinely yes, like it, we and that's yeah, a huge thing. Yeah. Is also we'll send them the product, and we'll have like. Um, you know, we'll, you know, be looking at their stories, seeing if they're showing it a little bit or even using it. And not that we expect people to do that beforehand, but it's just, does this feel like, you know, a good sort of yeah, ex- does, does, exchange, does, yeah, does a match? Like a, va- like a value exchange. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what's yeah. happening. If you're sending someone something, if there's a little bit of reciprocity in that, there's that's something, that's a good feeling to you and you might work with that person again. And if, if there's a good reciprocity, plus they, you get a few sales off the back of them. Perfect. Yeah. So what kind of brands do you look at in the marketplace right now that kind of really inspire you in terms of like how they're marketing and how they're and how they're obviously building their, their brand and their culture online and, and then and nurturing their community? What are you gonna say? I was gonna say I don't know. Nah. For like something I was literally talking about this on my <coughs> podcast last week, but I think the reason why Naked Harvest has always kind of been on the forefront, kind of doing things differently, is we don't do what other people are doing in the industry. We actually make it such a huge thing of doing launches differently, doing product launches. um, Like we definitely... Outside the box. Get inspired from other companies, but we twist it in a big level to make it ours and different... I, it, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't they're, they're not even, then the, these companies aren't in my niche, but I look at Gymshark's marketing, I look at Burger King, uh, what they did, mm. with, uh, what they did uh, and how they flipped the McDonald's thing over and, and how McDonald's and Burger King go each other. I just look at it because I'm interested in how, in how, yeah. and how people like that market their brand and how they make something like fast food interesting and, mm. and, and current. Mm. And, and I, I look at obviously Gymshark and how they, how they dominate the, the, the activewear industry. And I just wondered mm. if you looked at brands like that and kind of, and pulled any little bits out of their marketing and thought, oh, maybe that'll work, but not, not obviously not the same, but like just, the, mm. just put your own twist Definitely on Definitely do it with, I reckon, all, like all of them. Like, like, yeah, like High like Smile, Gymshark. Even Apple, like. I don't, but in saying that, Cooper, like, I don't know, there's, I'm not huge on looking at other brands and doing that. That's not really where I'd say I get my inspo from. Where do you get your inspo from? I see, I get my inspo from like podcasts, audio books, almost like more like people rather than brands. And now that I'm saying this, I'm like, should should I be looking more at other brands? Every brand out there is people, there's people behind it, isn't there? Yeah. Hmm. So you could be looking at people, they could be working for a brand. You're still, you're still kind of in a way kind of being influenced by the brand, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Because you're looking at the people. It's like the people that look at your influences are, are, are being brought into the Naked Harvest community because of... I think... If I could, yeah, a huge thing, and I like can't think of anyone off my head, but a huge thing for us is focusing on our community. So it's just like, for example, we're about to do this launch where we're revealing our brand new product. Um, when will this podcast go live? This podcast will go live in the next couple of weeks. So call it, call it. What's what? what what's the Cooper's doing the date? It, let's just say, let's yeah. just let's just say well, let's we, just say it's good. We're going live in May. 
Okay, perfect. So yeah. the product will be launched so I can tell you Mel's not going to murder me. Um, so we're launching a BCAA and plus hydration sort of drink. Um, and so what we're doing for it is we wanted to do a um, live event where like it's a sweat event, you come to a workout, we unveil the product um, and we get to meet our community. Uh, and- Mel has not sent me this invite by the way. <laughs> Well, listen, and and then, you know, COVID's happening. Brisbane went on lockdown the other day. And so we're like, let's rethink. Let's think outside of the box. Let's pivot. And so what we are doing now is we're doing a live virtual sweat event where we're getting everyone to sign up for Zoom, this Zoom link, where we're all going to be together. You're going to crash Zoom. (laughs) We have. And then, um, yeah, so they jump on. It's completely free. They can win prizes. We're unveiling the product and then we're doing this workout and it's a Pilates workout that we'd, you know, had talked about and I've said I've loved before. And so we're like, you know, how can we get our community involved? How can we uh, do a product launch that is different rather than just a campaign video, just putting out the product? So we're like, let's get our community involved. Let's do a workout. And they love that. So I think for us, and that's what I'm saying, sorry, the inspiration for that is how can we get our community involved but do it on a bigger level so you know people in the states or in you know in the uk uh, can join us and how, uh, and how does it how does your community break down in terms of like locations is it is it more australia or is it more now us or what, what's the breakdown of that definitely australia definitely australia yeah. yeah but we do still have us um new zealand uk definitely minority um but yeah definitely australia because that's where you know we focus but we definitely do have still overseas people yeah so what so talk me through then how you two have split the job roles in the business in terms of like what you both run so obviously i presume you're more marketing and you're and cooper you're more back-end stuff so talk to me about the the kind of stuff that the back-end that you're running and and all that kind of stuff um so it's like all the packaging um or anything to do with the warehouse like sourcing packaging um talking to the food techs that sort of thing with our manufacturer here um, logistics, yeah, logistics. Move, move it, move like it, move we've got a pretty stuff. big team there, so I've got to overlook everyone, um, like the customer care, that sort of thing. Like, look over everything and make sure everyone's doing their job, Do, but doing their job, yeah, yeah. Like, because we moved to the warehouse not too long ago, and that was a thing so. that I needed to do because we were outgrowing our little warehouse, so just always. Because you've got a whole new facility now, isn't it? It's massive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we moved to... How much bigger is this warehouse? It's just over four times as big. As our first warehouse. Yeah. But which, is, which, is, which, is, which you got, in, you know, 18 months, two years, this brand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's, some, it's, some, it's some good... Well, yeah, good it's guys. Quite well, I think I'm actually looking for an, another one. <laughs> You're looking for another warehouse? Cause you <laughs> Don't say that, Cooper, honestly. You make me so But nervous. yeah, so that sort of thing, like, I have to, <laughs> I've got to be on top of... Having product there to sell for Georgia, yeah, like yeah. I got to be ready for it, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, and, and and so all back end, all logistics, um, liaising, <laughs> talking to everyone. But don't don't you think that's exciting for you? I mean, you say he's making you nervous, but I think it's exciting if he's telling you you're going to need double the factory size. So with our relationship, Cooper is like the big ideas person. He's a dreamer. He's got, and I'm like more of like the realistic. It rains me in. Like rain. And he has all these big ideas and I freak out and go, let's rain it in. So it's, we complement each other because 
yet he almost makes me expand myself more and I put him a little bit (laughs) not put him down but I'm like whoa 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 and it's funny because you you think it would be opposite but he's yeah Yeah, 100% like big dreamer like huge ideas and for me I'm like oh wow that's so soon it's so much it's it is weird like with plumbing because I have my own business and I was the complete opposite. I wouldn't want to expand or get another apprentice or I didn't want to take that risk because I thought I was scared that it wouldn't work out. Yeah. But With naked armors, it's just like all the risks. Yeah. <laughs> so you just roll you just roll the dice. You're like, just let's go, go for it. Let's like, go all this. this, is, this is it does doing. help though, like um, working together and – having that person to feed off and you know if you're doing something risky and scary to know that you've got someone you know side by side has yeah. your back like it has made such a huge difference with doing so that sort of thing that's when you when you're like yeah have you, is it just you two in the business or have you got other other people in the business as well like family other family in the business like family or partners in the business so we're just, the directors so it's yeah. us two and then we have a team of like 15 12 12 12 but he's expanding yeah, so, so, so probably more. So, so you're, you're saying don't expand, but you've already added three on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was calculating us, but – and then, so, so yeah, sorry to answer your question. And then my side of things is, yeah, kind of like the face of things, the marketing, the social media team, um, the launches, uh, talking to influencers and – yeah, that side of things. Really driving the sales and driving yeah. driving the marketing side of it. So where do you where do you guys see it really going in the next eighteen months? And if you've done this in the last two years, where where, where are you going to be in the next eighteen months? Where do I want it to be? We might have two different answers. And I like that because this is what this is about. This is about getting two different answers. So what's what's you go first? Go on, keep going. Well, I want to be worldwide. I want to have. Uh, third-party pa- warehouse in the US and Europe and like yeah. who knows, somewhere 100%. where the people in that country can buy our products without paying a foot and a leg for postage. Yeah, yeah. which is our yeah. main concern. Like it's yeah. a lot like, to and, get and, it over there. And all these and all these brands that have started at your size and then have grown through, they've all got third-party fulfillment in other countries because they have to have it. You just have yeah. to have it. If you mm. want to go there, you can't. That'd be the first step. Have you ever thought about selling on? I know some brands, some brands do this successfully, and some brands don't. But like places like Amazon, have you ever thought about yeah. using their fulfillment centers and you and, and using them to to, to service you your market? You kind of looked into looked that. In. You you didn't seem too keen, but well, we're not ready at all. You're gonna be very organized and <laughs> what are you trying to say about yourself well like this it was the first thing you needed a barcode and you're like oh, i was like oh, I'm doing <laughs> well that stops that but like I there was this. a lot Legit. more i love how honesty is he's like oh well we don't have a barcode so yeah well, let's just stop, stop that <laughs> we do have barcodes now but there's other companies to go through like <laughs> So if, if, yeah, it was a roadblock, yeah. so you'd go around and do something yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now you have got a barcode. You <laughs> do. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you should look yeah. back into that. Maybe. <laughs> I just, I just think, I just think it's a good way to. T- I don't think it's a long term decision, but I think it's a good way to test the market in a, in a mm. space, especially like America. You put it in their warehouse, they they post and package it for you. It's it's like such fast delivery. It's just a great mm-hmm. way to test it. And then if it works, you, sh- just, you can do your own third-party fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, a great way to and, test it. And, there's, sure. and there's, there's actually, because um, I talked to a lot of uh, brands about this, but there's actually like a third-party fulfillment 
centers that are better places to hold your product than Amazon's warehouses that when your product is required on Amazon, they'll take it to the Amazon warehouse so that mm. they can ship it that day. And when your product's required by your other third party, they'll take it to, to that third party. So they like sit right in the middle of the two. Yeah. So for a business like yours, you're trying to launch in the States, that would be, that'd be the best way to do it because then you could sell on Amazon and then you could sell personally, but all from one location. Mm. Yeah, I've got a fair few emails from d- different companies that have offered a lot of that to us and... But we're not quite there with our trademark. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, massive mm. thing in the US. Yeah, so let's let's yeah. Let, uh, let's how, not. How, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it we looked into this quite a while ago. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't. It's well, a lot this is probably a great tip for the audience. Is like when you do pick a name, you should check not just right. in your country. You should check other countries because yeah we have run into so some, some someone else is called naked harvest over there no they're called naked nutrition or like it's naked different way. but they but they've got it registered within the supplement and um, yeah and un- under the category and they've, they've sent like us 15 yeah trademarks yeah around naked yeah. and they've sent you oh they've sent us correspondence basically saying if we were to sell in the states they would sue us that's nice, but that's just that. But that's but that is the nature of business. Like yeah. at the end of the day, right? You got. Look, we get that. If you if you're not getting sued in the states, you're not doing business. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, a lot of people tell me that. Yeah. Actually. But, 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 but like, you know, that just shows you that you're a threat in the marketplace. I would actually take that as a positive. Mm. Rather, yeah. you know what well, I mean? Well, we we are working with lawyers and we're taking steps, but that just has been a huge kind of take back, and we're like, oh. it's kind of good. It was a blessing in disguise because yeah. it. Made us focused us on in, here. Yeah, and not yeah. go too big too fast. I'd have just sent them a b- letter back and I'd have said, hey, if you ever try to sell in Australia, I'll, we'll sue you. Like, that's what I'd have done. Yeah, or well, they <laughs> you know, know I mean? they can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it all sorted out here. Um, yeah. But it, but it, know if we can do that. But it's, just, but it's just like when you're talking about a market that's got 350 million people, it's so important. And, and if the audience listening to this can learn anything from it, it's the fact that, you know, make sure you have all your ducks in a line in terms of trademarking before you go out there. 100%. It's definitely a good thing to do that, but like it costs a lot of money. So like a startup com- company or something. Yeah, we didn't like have the money. Like you don't have 10 to 20 grand We didn't to do take... That. So um, don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't, and and getting a local local trademark to your country is is, is the initial thing that most people do. Like that's, that's I've done. definitely. But to try and get a world worldwide mark, I mean, is is such well, a ball ache. Especially before you know if this company is actually going to like you know yeah. be mm. be anything. something. And me and Cooper, like, we didn't get a business loan. We all our investment was our own money. So it was like at the start we were so scrappy. Like we we're like, <laughs> let's just. I remember calling Georgia up. Probably four times saying, I've got to sell a house. Literally, <laughs> can't like, do this. I've got no money. Cooper's like, if this doesn't work, I'm going to have to sell my house. And I was like, no pressure, but. No. Yeah. <laughs> but that was. Yeah. That was yeah. Nice. No, but you've got you to gotta risk it and be willing to put it all on the line. Mm. Everybody who's come on this podcast so far has had to put it on the line to get where they got to. And it's it's like if I want this podcast to be one of the top pod- podcasts, I got to put it on the line too. Yeah. Hence, hence why when we were talking previously about podcasts before the show, because obviously you've got your podcast, Georgie. Yeah. Like we we were saying about how there's no money in podcasts, like in terms of like the, you, people think you make a bulk amount of cash out of podcasting, but really 
you, you, you're not you know what I mean so you have to front mm. the investment because you believe in the long-term vision which is yes. what you guys have done yeah so and it's it's also like that's even like you know any sort of company or business it's definitely a long-term gain like you're not taking a salary for ages you're not you know even making money it's from the start it's been making money putting it back in doing another order, yeah. making yeah. money, putting it back in, investing it in marketing, investing it into a team. Like, f- yeah, from the start, it's not like this, oh, let's make some quick money sort of thing. So yeah, give this, so, so for, for the audience listening then, that, that want to start online, that want to do something, that want to do a product, what is your do's and don'ts? So let's just start with the do. What, 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 what would you make sure is action day one so that they are successful and have the best opportunity for succeeding? Mine's you got to have passion towards what you want to do. And if you've like, that's the biggest thing I reckon. Yeah. Because of the hardships and because of the shit you will go through and there will be times where you're like, what am I even? You're going to love. What yeah. You're doing. You've yeah. kind of got to, you've got to have that passion from the start. Like I'm someone who would like, I would never recommend someone to just, you know, make a business because it's the trending, you know, product to yeah, sell or yeah. something like, like that. Like fidget spinners I, or something stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, I, or, you know, like teeth whitening because everybody else is doing it, you know, yeah, back in the day. Fair. I think a huge thing for us is having such passion in it from the start of, like we said, believing there's a gap in the market, believing that this product needs to be there, believing it's like for a person who is missing out and having that passion from the start has been so huge because during kind of the tough times and during the, you know, days where you just want to throw your hands up, that's what you kind of need to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, and you, then you, you need something. To, you need something to kind of keep, keep the wheels spinning, don't you? Yeah. And that's what that's what the passion and the drive does. Yeah. Because yeah. there's plenty of times you can just turn around and go, Do you know what? This is just too much like hard work. Yeah. Because you have to you have to be willing to push shit uphill for a little bit of time. Hundred. And people don't realize that. Yeah. But when that you know, does happen, when you do have that struggle, chill out for the day and revisit it the next day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what That's we my do. biggest thing. Like, I've had so many things. Like, I'm just like, oh, I need to go home. I can't do this. I'll like, pick it up tomorrow. Because it's, yeah, you're just hustling so much. And the next day, you have a good sleep, and you're Different back. Mindset. You're ready. You're, you're back. ready. You're, you're back. Gonna, and you're going to try and yeah. smash that. I remember and doing a lot of That's what has been really good for both of us, because if one of us is just like, mm. this is fucked, and it's too much, we've got the other person who goes, look, it's all good. Let's just put it down we'll yeah relax we'll revisit it and we both come the next day and we're you know ready to show up but but when you got like 10 12 people working for you it's a lot of mouths to feed you know to keep paying when when things (laughs) lots of wages yeah in australia it's a lot of wages like Mm. because this place is like the wage the highest wages in the world like for people like even in McDonald's you earn $25 an hour like it's mad what people earn here so to keep that floating whilst you're trying to push something and then you're having a bad day and you're like fuck, fuck <laughs> yeah, this because well, that's where you need it invested I, what I need you to tell people on here right is mm. how long do you go because we were talking about this before the podcast. It's like, how long do you go without getting paid yourself? Because it's 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 a quite a while, and it like first twelve months you're probably not even taking money, yeah, off the table, yeah. just going down. Yeah, yeah. He, your your personal money is going down, yeah. whilst everyone else everyone else seems to be earning money. That's yeah. that's yeah. my experience of it. Well, like, that's that's what I mean. You've got to have that long term vision. Yeah, you've got to have that sort of thing of this is not a quick thing. You've got to believe in it. You've got to have the passion. And I think like also a huge tip that I that we've kind of chatted about a lot is you've got to be willing to put in 
investments and like from the start we were big on hiring a team outsourcing what we couldn't do putting <coughs> money back into the business not just you know taking it yep. um especially stuff with like social media marketing um you know facebook ads and all that sort of thing from the start we were really willing to invest a lot of money still not knowing if it was all gonna you know kind of work you've out you've got to roll the dice haven't you, you, you what, yeah. what, at what point do you say I want to do something. I got to roll the dice. Mm. I, it's, it's you have to do it. You have to be willing to do it. And like the big thing is, like with a company, it's its own entity. Like that money in there, because I learned this the hard way with plumbing. <laughs> I thought that money was my money, mm. and then like in plumbing, I would just look at what I got in the business bank and think, oh my god. That's my I've money. got some money, <laughs> but then you would kind of spend it, <laughs> yeah. And then by the so like with Naked Harvest, like it's its own entity, and you take a wage. You you yeah. you both you, get paid well, a wage. You just see it as or money in the business. It's not like yeah, this is my yeah. money. It's like what can we spend this on to yeah. improve the company, to mm. keep going, to mm. you know keep the dream alive. Yeah, I know, and and. <laughs> You have to have a lot of money in the business to be able to keep 12, 12 people plus cash flow yeah. plus ordering product. And yeah. you've probably got, um, there's there's probably obviously a, a delay in time from when you order the product to the manufacturing and delivery of the product, but yet you have to front the cost, right? Oh, huge. And months. this is what people don't understand when they deal with a product and sell the product online. You have to put a bulk amount of cash in to get this product filled. F- yeah. filled mm. yeah. And then your delivery date and then you got to, and then you got to sell it, and you got to hope. And then when you first you start, hope it sells. <laughs> yeah, you got to hope it sells. But when you first start, I bet your web- website used to run out of stock, right? Because because you'd you'd sell an order, and you'd have to go and order. You'd have to wait for the money to be able to order the next yeah. one, right? Because yeah. that's that's the nature of the business. Mm. And yeah. yeah, unless your business partners with me, <laughs> find too much. Oh yeah, so I, Cooper yeah. has this thing there, where a he story, will, There's a story about will, this. Oh my God. No, well, that's like... <laughs> i got way too much packaging at the moment. Yeah, Cooper likes to... Because I think we COVID. we have... <laughs> yeah, we have PSTD <laughs> from um, issues. So yeah. Moon Milk, our sleep aid product, our all-natural sleep aid product, was our bestseller. And it was kind of our first product that sold out. And it's almost like we couldn't restock it fast enough yeah and then because of covid we had heaps of delays with packaging and getting it filled and we almost had this like two month period where we could have been selling so much moon milk and everyone wanted it and we didn't have you know the resources and then but it did work really good on the hand of selling out because it had so much hype then because it wasn't available for so long but it's almost like cooper's got a bit of pstd where now he just over orders everything so we're never selling out because he because i remember being like we could be selling so much moon milk we don't have any available because that's his side of things i was like i'll teach you (laughs) i'm gonna go and buy heat (laughs) and now he does and i'm like we have no money in the bank now that's all good next thing you know you spent four hundred thousand dollars on moon milk literally and then she says, then she comes into you next day and says, oh, I, I, we decided to discontinue Moon Milk. Yeah. Else. That's like, not going to happen. And then, well, I guess like what you were saying about the tips too, like another huge thing I just want to say is, and like me and Cooper chat about this all the time, is 
like just doing the thing. So like you were saying about the action with the podcast and stuff, I think sometimes we can get so up in our heads. We can be like, oh, but what are people from high school going to think? Or, you know, my family and that sort of thing. But trust people. Yeah. And a huge thing for, you know, Cooper and me was we had this dream, we had this passion and we're like, let's just do it. We're not worrying about what people think. We're not yeah. worrying about if we're going to fail. Let's just see what happens. And we just, did. We kept it to ourselves. We didn't yeah, we didn't tell, tell any. We didn't tell our family. We were really kind of... We don't need no one's opinion at that point, do you? You don't, yeah, you don't want that, that tainted... can break you. you yeah, because yeah, like, all it takes is your dad to say, oh, I don't think that's a good idea, son. And then all of a sudden, you just lost that... You, your you soul. Put, you... you, you <laughs> You, you just put that seed of doubt in your mind. hundred percent. And, and yeah, like well, doubt kills. Sorry, I was going to say a quote. Doubt kills more dreams. But yeah. you, you go. But like you've been in a trade, like to tell people that are in the trade that you're going to go do this weird thing. They will shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Like on no, so. no one, because like, I'm going to be totally, I'm going to spit the truth and you're going to believe, you're going to, you're going to resonate with this, right? <laughs> Everyone who's in the trade hates the trade. Right, every there's not. They can't get out of the trade. Right, right, and they want more for themselves, and they don't know how to execute on it. And what happens is, when one of one of you starts to, it's like you like crabs in a bucket. There's loads of crabs in the bucket. One of these crabs, aka you or me, starts climbing out this bucket because we don't want to be a carpenter or a plumber anymore. If you tell them their aspirations they like literally say things to you that literally pull you back into the bucket mm. in terms of like because their their mindset's limited to the fact that they've got to work more hours to earn more money they've got to do more jobs to earn more money it's all about swapping more to get more mm. all the time and it's just limit that it's limiting beliefs and that's what i'd say is that if you're someone who's in a trade right now and you probably hate it like me and cooper did like at the end of the day, if you want to get out of that, you gotta you gotta spend the time educating yourself in the car on the way to work, in the van on the way to work. You know what I mean? On the instead of listening to music on the radio, you gotta to listen to like podcasts yeah. and business things and start to submerge yourself in 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 the business development stuff to allow yourself to get out of that situation. Because yeah. what I found was when I don't know if you found the same when you were on site is that everyone was fucking miserable. <laughs> Every, everyone 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 was everyone was like miserable and like no one wanted to be there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Did you find? Yeah, did you yeah. find? Did you find the same thing? Yeah, I always had all sorts of people. Everyone would come in there whinging about something, and yeah, like it's all trivial. trivial. It's trivial. It's like the biggest thing, like for me, they. Um, it's, it's it's just simply that everyone. Everyone's like slogging it out, trying to trying to do more all this stuff within inside this trade, but they're not looking without it. Mm. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a tradesman. If you if you generally listen to this and you love being a tradesman, I, credit to you. But I, when oh. when when I was a carpenter, looking back now, I got into carpentry, and maybe probably you got into plumbing, Cooper, because we were told by our dads, and I was taught by my dad how to do carpentry. Right, so mm-hmm. um, that's why I got into it. The problem with that is that you've never had the opportunity to choose the path. So you're you're now indoctrinated into a path that you never chose for yourself. Mm. And my 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 dad, I don't know about your dad, but my dad is 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 genuinely proud that I've broken the path but he's always happy that I've got the trade to fall back on. So that's that's his thing. A lot of people said that to me, you've got the trade to fall back on. I never believed in that like I reckon like you definitely do, but 
you don't you want a fullback. That fullback, yeah, you might go to that fullback. So like I was never falling back on plumbing. So yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. if you wanted to do something, you got to know that this is it, and you don't fall back. You know the hardest thing for a tradesman to do when they're leaving a trade is to sell all their tools. <laughs> I sold all my tools. It was like. You know, like I loved it. Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> mate. I'd have thrown, I'd have thrown, I'd have thrown them in the river. I'd have thrown them in the river at the time. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's a big, it's a big. It, mm. you, you know, like one thing trades would like to do is they like to buy, buy, buy tools all the time, right? Buy yeah. the latest tool, the latest drill, the latest <laughs> this, that. And you're like, yeah. When, but when you're stood with your favorite E-swing hammer, mate, <laughs> and you, you you've paid like fifty to hundred dollars for this thing, and you're like. Fuck! I don't want to sell it to this bastard on Facebook Marketplace for ten dollars. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but I was just like, I literally just sold everything, mate, and that was that. That changed the game for me. Just mm. you, so, if you're a tradesman listening That's to this, your no fallback. Yeah, yeah, you got to burn. Sort of you got, you got to burn the boats on this trade thing if you want to get out. So, like, all these people asking me questions on Instagram saying about how do you get out of trade? That is simply it. Just if you really don't want to be in it, just burn the boats, get rid of the tools and just go all in on whatever you do want to go into. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Welcome back, young lady. Yeah, sorry guys, just went to the loo. <laughs> but that's definitely what Cooper did. Like from like from the minute you kind of decided you were all in and that mentality. Like I had a, a business that made me what I needed for my lifestyle. Good money. And I gave it away. I gave it away. I didn't sell it. Like I'd let it go to a friend that helped me out months before I transitioned to Naked Harvest because I was struggling with doing two things at once and I couldn't put 100% in Naked Harvest and that was, I was like, he ran it. Have you ever read the book, The One Thing? No, it's and it, it, it's literally just about that. It's like literally a whole book, but it's, so, it's it, you need to read the whole book, but it's literally a book about why people should just find the one thing and dial in on that one thing mm. because there's That's so what we were talking about the other day there's so much growth in that like you've found some winning products and you've dialed into them and yeah. that's why you're getting the success that you're getting. That's why you've gone from mm-hmm. zero to multiple seven figures inside two years. Is because you've dialed into, you've stuck to a few products and you've and you've gone all into that. You've not gone, oh, we're going to do the um, this this over here now, just yeah. on, on a random. Like, and it, you know what? It is hard. Yeah, but. it is hard because when you are getting, you know, the success and you feel like you've kind of tapped into something and you've realized how to do something, you do get a little bit like, oh, you know, what if we did this or what if we did that? But 100%, that's something we chat about all the time is let's go fully in. And that's why Cooper was saying before the whole trademark thing was a blessing in disguise because it made us really focus on Australia and that, you know, market and go, let's go full in because this is all we can do right now. We're still going to be making steps towards, you know, the US market and whatnot, but we're like, it, you know, we can always tap more into this. We can always mm. do more. You can, you can always, you can always do a different brand in the US. There's so many brands that uh, that are here that are called different names somewhere else. Like, yep. but, but Burger King's called Hungry Jacks here. That was the one that came to my mind. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know why. I presume that's a trademark issue, is it? Yeah, that's weird. It was trademark. I learned this for someone. I don't know if it is actually true, but yeah. So like a guy in Australia bought trademarks for all the US brands, including McDonald's. Yeah. And then, so he had them all here. And then, so they wanted to come over to Australia and had to buy it off this dude. (laughs) Right. And they wouldn't. And that, so yeah, um, Burger King 
refused. Yeah, refused to go to get the trademark from him. And yeah, that's why they changed to Hunger Jacks. Because that Mac is, they just had the money and they just. They needed. I think the King had the money oh, as yeah. well. Like, I don't know who. Maybe made, it was like an ego thing or something. It could have been. I, that, don't, I don't know who made that decision in their department, but I think that's a stupid decision. Well, he like, might, he might have got a lot of money from McDonald's first, and then asked more for like you know, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, but but yeah, honestly, that that's a, that's a classic example, isn't it, of trademarks mm-hmm. of how they can and how they can literally do you, yeah, and people will just literally come after you like anything. But so what? So in the next six months, what's what's going on with the brand? Product. Yeah, with some really cool products. A lot of products at the um, moment. Launching. Just <laughs> 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 we just want a bigger range. We want to yeah. be able to um, have more for our community. Yeah, and but everything's. We kind of do this whole thing where everything's kind of under wraps until it's not, and we're under strict instructions from you. <laughs> yeah, marketing so team. Oh. I know, I like to tell everyone. But yeah, so building out our range, you know, focusing on our community and I don't know, there's not any can, of these can, like... Can you can you give any advice then for people looking to look? Because a lot of people, if you if you can grow a community that, that and people that you serve, you can obviously sell to them on the back end and obviously service them with, with products and services that you do. Can you give anyone a bit of an insight into how you've grown your community so um so fast and obviously kept kept a lot of people involved in what you do yeah can you give any insight into that well this is a huge thing because I know you know we were kind of talking about this off air about my brand and I obviously come with you know a community but what is different with Naked Harvest is it's not like we've just piggybacked off my brand and that's community and we don't do you know anything to feed it or grow it is the whole time we've really tried to make sure the brands are different and Naked Harvest has all its you know own identity and also such a community focus. So for example, during COVID, uh, the first thing we kind of did was like, what can we do to serve our community who's, you know, going through a hard thing right now? So we put on three live workouts per week where we're like, you know, let's at least work out together. Let's get our sweat on. Um, we did, you know, stuff like Mindful Thursdays where we would, you know, help with mental health and Really kind of just think what do people need right now, you know, to make their day a little bit better or to make them feel, you know, included. And so it's just like it's small things, but it's also very consistent. So we're consistently doing things where we're like, like this launch where I'm like, how can we get our community involved? And it's one small thing, but when you're continuously doing things like this and your community can kind of, you know, rely on you and it's not just one sweat event for a launch or or something like that. And it's consistent, but it's just small things where they know you're thinking of them. They know that you care um and you know it's aligned we've just found like that has just been such a huge thing it's not even like it's been you know a massive effort it's just we're continuous it's just just congruent with what you want to do you actually you're both passionate about it you're both doing what you want to be doing yeah and that's why it's congruent you're gonna go above and beyond and it's all about value like the biggest adding value yeah like free value too yeah so we want them to be encouraged to come to us for certain things and and while all, getting, sorry, I was just going to say, Cuba. Go. A huge thing also is we're constantly asking them feedback. Mm. So mm. we're constantly asking, "What do you want to see? 
what do you like being involved in? What do you like seeing on our socials? Like recently, a huge feedback we got is they love seeing our team and they wanted to, you know, see more of our team. Behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah, behind the Mm. scenes, which I totally get. That's what I want to see on brands. Mm. And so for now, um, now we do this thing on stories every Tuesday where it's called Team Tuesday, where it might be following along a team member for the day or, you know, showing people um, who works in the warehouse. and Like in boxes or... Yeah, just like literally... Little Trust. little things like that where it's just you're not just constantly trying to sell them a product and force a product down their throat. It's like how can we add to their lives? And also we're very transparent. So me and Cooper will do a lot of a lot of things where they get to see inside of, you know, our lives and behind the scenes and just giving that bit of extra value to them so they're invested in the brand. So, you know, when a product does launch, it is a top of their mind that, you know, they might want to buy it. But it's like not just doing it, I'm going to do this community thing so they buy for me. It's doing that first, always being consistent, always being there for them, always showing up. Um, yeah, has been really huge for us. Anything to add? Sorry. It was just me talking she the says, whole... says it all every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rambles on. Me and Cooper just sat here like, do you know what? Say nothing. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm just constantly... George's questions, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, on another another topic that I just want to touch upon, when I was speaking to Sam Mangan about James Cosmetics and everything that they do, I I didn't real I did realise, but I kind of didn't realise the how in depth it went. But like the quality of the packaging, how important the unboxing is, and how the customer feels when they get the product and when they open it, and the experience that they have when they open it. Can you give me some insights into how you've done that and how you've created that within what you do? Well, that's yeah. Like we wanted at the very start, we wanted it to be. So when they get their parcel, they are opening up a present and get those yeah. same mm-hmm. sort of feelings sort of as feeling. what you just said. And but it's also you've got to be in mindful of like the price as well. Like you, ha- you have to yeah. So not that just be uh, that sort yeah. You of can't. Thing, but yeah. there's you, almost this. You yeah, have this to have this happy medium on the first. Yeah, mm. but more. But also, Cooper, from the start, a huge thing what we've been about is sustainability. So our packaging from the start has been sustainable. We've always found that, like, even down to the duct tape is recyclable for us. And that's because... We're not 100%, but, yeah, we're always looking... To go to 100%, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, that's the goal, but it's it's so hard to do that. But, yeah, we're always looking at everything. Whenever we buy something, I always ask, is it eco-friendly? Mm. Is it compostable? But what I guess what I was trying to say is that's a part of the experience. So, like, mm. you know, it might be different for different companies. I think it's important asking what's important to your consumer, to your customer, and that's kind of what we've always done from the start of what do they care about, what, you know, still, yeah, having that feel. And also a huge thing for us is customer care. Like we have the most amazing customer care team. Like I get DMs all day, every day saying, oh, you know, I got the wrong product or something like that. Spoke to Courtney. She was literally the best. I got a product shipped out the next day. And so it's even creating the experience, not just like from the product and the packaging, but from, yeah, the customer care. And I like to put my <coughs> shoes in their shoes like yeah, 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 if yeah. I didn't get something like your feet 
whatever. <laughs> small, <laughs> small error. Small error. <laughs> Sibling. Um, but like if you got a product and something, if but everyone's so different, so some people don't mind, but then some people are very particular. And But you want to make sure you meet their means as well and go above and beyond. Even our facts, like we do have to say certain things that you won't get a refund or something like that. But I like to say, well, we like to say, um, Naked Harvest like to say. <laughs> I'm like, where are you going with this? <laughs> like we want, want to go above and beyond. Like we want to make them be able to trust us and, yeah. So, for yeah. example, so if we have even our policy quality. is something, and they come to us, yeah, we you, will try and sort still, it out. So they're, yeah, 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 they're happy, and mm. also it being a personal thing where it's not just our customers are not just another number. It's actually, you know, taking it, um, yeah, like onto a personal level where you care about them, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's shitty. Let's you know make things right. Let's take the bullet and. Yeah, let's just make sure they have a good experience. And also because what, you, what you've got to think about is, you know, that one person, if they have a good experience, maybe, you know, maybe we did make a mistake. Maybe we did send the wrong product, which is on us. But if you can correct it, if you can give them a really nice experience, then that's what they're going to remember. Yeah, and, and also like your products are like repeat orders. As well, yes. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you What's you need to give that. There's no point. There's no point taking eighty dollars off someone for a, for a BCAA powder, and then all of a sudden, you know, they want to change the flavor. And you and if you made that really difficult, they're not going to buy. They're from not. You they're again. not going to buy from you again because yeah. that was really difficult. Mm. But if you just change it this one time, and then they know what flavor they like, and then they order it another twenty seven times, then that's then you've done right by the customer, and the customer's done right by you. Yeah. So like, it all works. Yeah, the, I've forgotten the name, but. <laughs> um, like when people do that, they will recommend it to their friends. Yeah, and refer it to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lost my word. So, so, yeah. yeah, so like that is the biggest thing for us. I love how family support is business. Business. sister. I was like, you should yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? I didn't yeah. know what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah like so word of mouth. Small, yeah. Word those. Of mouth. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. The, those <laughs> small things, like not looking to get fifty dollars off someone, like. Yeah, to do that. See the bigger sure picture. That, yeah, you, as Always. a brand, as a, as a brand, like, you, like with what you're trying to set and what you're trying to achieve and where you're going, yeah. you have to see the bigger picture. Yeah, definitely. And the biggest picture in your brand is like the fact that the customer service comes first and the customer comes first, and then but if you serve is- those two things. Everything's everything else works. Yeah, but that's even like we're talking about. You know, the customer care experience when they're opening the packaging. We also go that step further of their experience on social media. Like we, you know, do the live workouts. Like we're doing these other things. Is we're always thinking, how can we add more? How can we do more? Yeah, hundred percent. Because if you if you if you st- the day you stop thinking that. It's like the day it's over, isn't it? Like because you you kind of you kind of you stop growing. Map, yeah, you go off the map, don't you? Exactly right. So, if there is one like I asked this question to a lot of people before we finish the podcast because I like to I like to get and you two are going to have such different difference of opinions, uh, and you can't you can't uh, encourage each other or fill in each other's words on this one, right? That's the rules to this game. Yeah, <laughs> don't even look oh, at I'm me. Right, 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 yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. No, so, so if so. You're checking out off off the planet, yeah. You, you got 
you got you can't leave anything physical behind you yeah but you just got to leave the best words of advice and encouragement for the for the next generation of people that follow on behind what what would you what would you do what would you say i've got mine yeah have or you like got yours just words or a yeah sentence? just yeah yeah a sentence sentence yeah do you want me to yeah, go yeah, first? yeah no, like a sentence right. a pa- you, you can you can even formulate a paragraph <laughs> if you want so i guess this is more me as a person and also coming off my personal brand but like a quote i kind of live by and something like i always say is l- I'm going to butcher this now. It's my own quote. Don't butcher it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a big thing I live by, it's in my bio, it's my thing, is no one is you and that is your power. So a huge thing, and and like we were saying before about, you know, doing things in our own way, doing things because we want to do it, having that passion and drive is – And this is especially if you want to start a business is you're never going to reinvent the wheel, but you can, you know, be successful and you can do your thing because it's from you. So if you're always um, being authentic, if it's always coming from a heart place and it's because it's what you're passionate about, it's going to work. It's going to be amazing. So I always try and, you know, yeah, I guess go off that. It's like no one is you. That is your power. Get people to come from their authentic self and everything works out from there. Yeah. Take I love that. Answers. I love that. <laughs> what, you're going to say that? Yeah. That was weird. It's my that, quote. No. Um, go on, Cooper. Go on. Go on. Drop some bombs. <laughs> well, my biggest thing is be passionate um, in what you do and look for what you love. Like, you only got one life. Like, live it and enjoy it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and really, like, em- embrace the fact that you know, we, we are, we are on this planet very long, mm. you know, no. I, I, I know it sounds weird, right? But I've, st- but it, this, this is, I, I watched, I watched a YouTube video on this and it's like all about embracing death and how you, and how if, when you, once you embrace the fact that you are going to die, right? You can, you free yourself because now you're like, okay, cool. Maybe I won't miss that thing with my friends because you know, I might not be here tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I know it sounds a bit stupid, yeah. but like, you need to, you need to have you need to have that constant. Well, thing. that's like when we started Naked Harvest. A huge thing for us because Cooper, you know, he had been a plumber. He'd work in a business where he did not enjoy it, which he did not like every day. And I was in a similar thing where I worked corporate. It did not feel like me. And from the start, we're like, if we're doing this, we're enjoying it. We're, you know, a huge yeah, thing for us. Always yeah, always is fun. Yeah, doing stuff yeah. with our team, making it fun, like getting the work done. But it's like, how can we enjoy things? How can we make things fun? And how can we still keep it a lifestyle? Because you've yeah. got to like hustle and really go for it. But you got to take the wins. you got to celebrate the wins whenever they come. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you can't go. This is what I did. I had... I I never used to celebrate the little small wins I had and and but, but that never ends. Do you know what I mean? You mm. always constantly there's always there's, there's always, always the another next thing. there's always the next thing. You get so stuck yeah. in you, this you, tunnel. You you chase temp temporary dopamine hits along the way, but you're not really celebrating embracing them. it. Mm. Yeah. It's like when you when I got citizenship in Australia, like I I sat down and celebrated it because I thought if I don't, it's kind of like that's a that's a big deal that I've just pushed what was a big deal five years ago to me isn't a big deal now. Exactly. And people need to realise that mm. and and lean into that. Yeah. That's like the other day we were having a bit of an issue with something and it was a bit of a shit show. And me and Cooper were talking about like the fact that just, you know, two years ago we were both in jobs we didn't like, 
you know, dreaming about where we currently are and how amazing it would be. And then we, you know, we're here now. It's and you've like, created it. Embrace it. It's yeah. huge. You do. You take it for granted sometimes. Surreal, yeah. Think, think about this, right? When you're a plumber and you're a lawyer, you're working in an office. If you leave work, there's no one else to, to plumb, plumb that toilet in or do the sink, right? So you're not getting paid. You, you've, you leave, you come do a podcast with me today. And you've got 12 people that are keeping the machine running for you. You know what I mean? That are all enjoying it. They're all fulfilled in their job roles. They're, they're, they're doing their thing. They're on their purpose. They're on their mission, whatever. But at least it doesn't grind to a halt when you walk out of there to do a podcast. Biggest thing. Which is, which is fantastic for yeah, you guys. Yeah, not trading time for money. Yeah. Which is, which is fantastic. And I think that is, that is the end goal. And also just being passionate, liking what we do. That's what I said. <laughs> just re-reiterating right. it in case you didn't hear Cooper. We're going uh, to I'll tell you now right we're not having no family arguments before we leave this podcast but anyway thank you so much guys for your time today I really appreciate you coming on I loved hearing about your journey and everything I think you're going to uh, knowing what I know pre-show I know you're going to blow this up in the next two years <laughs> thanks thank you yeah. yeah we appreciate it and it's it's really cool to meet you Oh, thank you. you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Face for radio. No, but I I love when you can have a chat and you can get into things and, you know, it was very easy to do. No, I I appreciate it. It was very easy. Appreciate it. They'll both say I'm shit after the show, but after, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, much love, guys. If you can do us a solid favor, if you can send us all uh, on Instagram, like your reviews of the podcast. DM DM the guys DM me um, if you can leave us um, any reviews on Apple that would be appreciated um, I had a couple of uh, people leave one star reviews with no just randomly with no with no comment I'm like what's going on with Rude. that yeah I'm not oh. I'm like I don't I don't mind a one star review but like at least tell me why tell me how I can improve then mm. like you know what I'm saying you took my rating from like five stars to flipping four point eight. Ridiculous. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I'm not a 4.8 kind of guy. I'm like, a five star sort of so guy. So if you can do, if you guys can do me a solid favor and just, and just, uh, you know, help me out here. I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you now, I'm not a 4.5, 4.8 kind of guy. <laughs> so sort it out. Anyway, much love. Thank you very much. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee podcast.